you were given a lesson on the art of rack work, dickwad. Jamie Wallace, welcome back for another week of Lace Out Football. How are you, buddy? I am good. How are you, my friend? Oh, mate, I am actually not too bad. It was actually nice to see my football club put in a bit of effort against a, a top four team, or top eight team. So I was you know, quietly surprised by the effort, by the uh, the Ds on the weekend, but I must admit it was quite a boring round of football, to be honest. Oh, really? I hated it. Yeah, why is that? Predictable. Your tipping doesn't say otherwise. No, well, I actually forgot the first first three games because I had to uh, set stuff up for anyone who doesn't. I was working at a polling booth on Saturday and totally forgot to put my tips in Friday. So I missed the I first three games. Yeah, I thought something must have happened. I thought something must have happened. Unfortunately, life took over uh, from the fantasy world that is AFL football. But we're here to talk about the, the wonderful game. Round, round nine uh, has been done. It's good to see your boys getting a win on the weekend. Lots yeah. of lots of news, lots of um, sort of controversy in the AFL. I think that's what's probably the beef, been the big thing over the last couple of days. It hasn't actually been the games, but some of the stories that have come out, I think that's what we want to have a real chat about. Um, yes. now the first one starting tonight about good old Dale Thomas. He's, oh, Daisy Thomas, Dale Thomas, Daisy Thomas, whatever. Um, <laughs> sprays, sprays an umpire and, you know, gets only a seven and a half grand fine. That's piss week. But does that surprise you anymore with the AFL these days? So we, we, are you thinking he should have got a bigger fine or what are you thinking? Well, they were listing, they were talking on, uh, they were talking on um, 12.7, not 12.7, yeah, 12.78 of the radio and they are talking to the NRL guys and they reckon if that had happened in the NRL, the guy would have got around about six to eight weeks because they have no tolerance for, the, for talking to, to referees that way. But then, yeah. but then yeah. on, the, on the flip side though, yep. coaches can go hardcore. In the press conference. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, no, and I think they can. Oh, I think they can. They should be held accountable. It, and I, and I, from looking at a fan's perspective, I know they keep saying that umpires, you know, are running away from the game in droves. And there's a reason for it. It's, it's not easy. But you yeah. can't go and call an, an, an umpire a cheat and really not have anything for it. And if you consider, you know, over the last you know, the week before, Dan Rampey, or Dane Rampey told the umpire that he had a girl's voice. Only got uh, got a ten thousand dollar fine, mind you. Five of that was suspended, and Gary Ablett put his um, forearm through someone's head twice. Doesn't get a thing, and good old um, Fifey decided to do the same thing and doesn't get a thing. <laughs> it's just the whole system at the moment is completely fubarred up, and it just pees me off. There's just a lack of, just a lack of respect, and it does yeah. filter down to the junior leagues, like. There's no consequences for actions, yet there's one guy puts on a textbook hip and shoulder and because the guy gets a, a concussion, he, he gets a week. It's, it's just wrong. You do the right thing, you need to get rubbed out. You treat people like shit and you get a slap on the wrist and you, you, you practically knock someone out with your you know, whopping great gun shows and because they didn't get a concussion, nothing, nothing happens. It's just uh, <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> you can see the video, I'm frustrated. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. But, All right, so uh, we yeah, keep sorry. going. Keep Yeah, so it's just just it just shits me. Like he's been playing good football, but the, the AFL need to take a stance. You know, they, they want to say, you know, show some respect to the umpires. You've got to do something about it. That's the first thing they should have done. Rubbed him out for yep. a couple of weeks. 
And Ross Lyons says sometimes you have to slaughter one to save a thousand. Here's a perfect mm. example. He should have been slaughtered. Trust so, me, he's been slaughtering the footy for years. I'm still, I think I'm, I, I, I am shooketh, Peps. I am shooketh. I am shooketh that you are calling for a harsher penalty on yep. something that you genuinely, you, you, you as, as, as a general person, you do not care about these matters. And you tell people to just build a bridge and get over it, like I've heard many years over my life. Yep. Where you're now calling for games to yeah. be banned. Of course. Okay. This thing's about building a bridge. I, I get that wholeheartedly. But this is disgraceful. <laughs> Have you ever called it umpire cheap? Nah. Nah. I always had a good relationship with the umpires. That's well, why because I re- you're the you were always near one. Yeah, well, because I was always racking up the posies. And uh, I must admit one thing, though. The umpires never really saw my face. They always just saw the back of me because I was just running away with the ball that often. <laughs> Racking up posies left, right, and centre. Well, well, that was the reason why I had to have my surgery on my foot uh, at the start of the year, like I mentioned to you. Uh, it was probably yeah. the worst case of leather poisoning a surgeon's ever seen. <laughs> was it you that... T- you told me that you were one of the quickest men between between the lines and the centre square, weren't you? I was one of the quickest men in the league. That's no, that's a fact. That's a fact. I was one of the quickest men in the league. Didn't mean so I got the ball all that much, but. So, if you were to rate yourself against the player of the AFL and your closing speed, yeah. who's probably who's probably someone that you'd stack up against? Oh, look, I, I reckon I would have given Danger a run for his money over those three Gillette halftime sprints. Neville Jetta sort of style. I beat him. Lewis Jetta, there's, an, there's another pissant who decides to concuss a bloke over a tackle, puts his head through the turf. Oh, he gets a week and they were going to challenge it. Come on. Like, really? It's just a joke, mate. And he had a shit haircut to go with it, to be honest, as well. I mean, I'm just in one of those moods tonight that I'm just going to pay out on everybody. This is going to, this is going to be an episode for the ages, I'm telling you now. Actually, I've got to ask you, how does it feel seeing your team do what Port Adelaide does every week and dominate the scoreboard, but yet can't win a game. Um, I was, I was disappointed, but yep. I was the happiest. I think I've been all year for watching what Melbourne did. They were, they were down with so many players injuries over the last number of weeks. You know, last couple of weeks they've lost Melksham, Hibbard, Lewis, uh, Lever hasn't been there. Hannon hasn't been there for, um, and obviously for most of the year. Stephen May is still at the Fat Farm. Um, you've also got... Um, Mitch, I spoke about Mitch Hannon. Uh, Joel Smith's another one who's been injured. Um, Jetta. Joel so, Smith? Yeah, Joel Smith. Gut, he's Come on, you, gut, can't chuck, you can't chuck him in the list. No, I'm chucking him in. He was playing some good form before he got injured. Just It's just little things like that have just added up. And they yeah. were they were down on, on manpower. Wiedemann hasn't been there as well too. So they bought this. They bought a new kid in, Oscar Backer, the new uh, ginger ninja of the AFL. Yeah. And he's come in and, and played a serviceable game. But, you know, if you were looking at that game, thinking, I thought Matt Stage Melbourne 10 goal loss. That's what I thought going in. And to see them yeah. get to the three-quarter time and they just ran out of petrol tickets at the end, I think just West Coast did what West Coast did. But they were going through the middle. They were taking risks. Players were playing good football. They were sharing it around. And, and we haven't seen that for quite a long time. So to see what they were able to do um, last week was, was really encouraging, knowing what their run is over the next couple of weeks and the number of players to come back. You know, it mm. was funny. You look at Sam Frost. He was the perfect example of how we played. 
I don't know if you've seen yeah. his tackle on uh, Petrocelli or whatever it was, where he virtually yeah. skinned him alive. And then he uh, fumbled the ball on the goal line and Jack Dully's just come in and gone, no poke. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that just really summed up how Melbourne's night went. But I was really happy for it. Um, probably a little bit disappointed on the way it ended, but um, really excited yeah. to see them make some big, big strides. It was why it was way that they were playing last year. So finally, yeah. um, you know, with all the surgeries and so forth that they've had, it looks like they've started to get a bit of fitness and a bit of a confidence back. But the, the confidence in front of goals, it just... That, that you're not going to win a game kicking 15 points. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Are you concerned about the way they've stopped in the second half? Uh, no. They've done it now a couple of times in the, in, in the season. No, not really. I think this was okay. a bit different. Like you're playing West Coast at West Coast. You know your team's dilapidated. They would, lucky to, they would lucky to be having 28 fit players, I reckon. That's how many mm. injuries that they've got. So to go over and what yeah. they did and push them, and they should have been five goals up at three-quarter yeah. time. Yeah, it should have been. The game would have been over. Mm-hmm. So you've got to look at it from that perspective. So it depends. You could, yeah, they lost, but I wasn't bleeding over it. Um, yeah. I, think I, was, I think what I was more bleeding over was just the, the piss and antics of a couple of the West Coast players. Yeah. Um, when, when the Melbourne players got injured. And I'm, I'm saving one of those for the fry pan today. But let's just say he's a big meathead with a flat top and plays in the ruck. That's apparently his position, but he just got his pants taken down. And at the first opportunity he actually got near this guy, decides to rub it in. So, um, yeah, Nathan Vardy, I'm looking your way, my friend. You're going in the fry pan this week and you're going in hard. I didn't realise that three Melbourne players got concussed from that game. Yeah, because we put our body on the line. When was the last time three... What was the three... When was the last time three Port Adelaide players got concussed? Oh, the, oh, probably, probably the 2008 grand final. You mean 2007 <laughs> grand final? Yeah, seven grand final, sorry. Yeah, yeah that, that was a bit of a PTSD on that one. Yeah, three players. So there you go. So you've got Salem, Smith, and Neil Bullen. There's potentially another three. Oh, it's, yeah, making, it, it's making it hard. Like, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I've had, to turn, I've had to turn the phone calls away a couple of times already to say that, look, fellas, look, I've got one leg. I know it's still a lot better than half the mob out there, but you know, give the guys a go. Give the guys a game. And then well, when you're struggling, you call. Who would be the last mob player to wear long sleeves? No, uh, oh, it's easy. It's um, Flower. Robbie no, Flower. No, Jordan. Uh, Jaden Hunt loves a long sleeve. Loves a long oh, sleeve. Oh, yeah, you're right. He does too. He does. And he can carry a long sleeve with that sexy headband as well. <laughs> all right. I, um, he, all right. You know who's not looking sexy at the moment? Brendan Bolton. Yeah. Nope. 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 I am. I'm, 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 all my chips have been pushed in. All my emotional chips have been pushed in, Peps. I am all the way with this team. Yep. I'm not have a bad word to say about them, other yeah. than yikes. <laughs> oh, geez, it's it would be funny um, going into work on Monday after that that performance, and you you have a look a, a week earlier when they played Collingwood, they were into their into that game in up to their teeth. They only lost mm-hmm. that in the last ten minutes. They've gone up to GWS, who have been beaten by the Hawks the previous week, with a lot of confidence, and they haven't been beaten. They've been sp- Banked. Yeah. That is that was a big loss. You know, you know you're in trouble. Normally you know you're in trouble when you're uh oh, I don't know, let's just say seven goals down at three quarter time. Yeah. Um, not twelve goals down at half time. Yeah. That's that that's that's not that's not good to look at. No, no. no. And everything, like you just 
it just jump on the AFR website. You just look at across the you know the high level stats there. I don't I don't think they've won other than the free kick count. No, no, they've they've it's been na- sma- it's nasty. They've been they've been smashed everywhere. They they won the hitouts, and oh, yeah, um, yeah, they 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 won the interchanges as well. <laughs> yeah, it was just a like they've gone down by two hundred possessions. Like uh, that, that's unheard of. Yeah, and and gone yeah. down by thirty inside fifties. That's tough, yeah. and you know he's he's copped it left, right, and centre. But the blame's got to go on the players as well. I think so. I uh, I, I I think uh, so. We spoke about it when Essendon got flogged by GWS. There's senior players in that team who are just not stepping up when they should be no. stepping up at the ja- moment. Jamie, they had ten scoring shots. GWS had thirty-eight. Yeah, that's uh, that's twenty eight scoring shots difference. Um, I don't I don't know the last time I've seen that happen. Yeah, that's tough. I I agree. I agree. And that was... I've got I've got Carlton supporters at work, mates who are Carlton supporters, and they're they're just like, what do we do? I reckon yeah. if you sack the coach, it's, it's you're going to get the uh, the honeymoon effect. You're going to get some results straight away, but after that, you're not going to get much. Yeah. And I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know what what they're going to do. Well, Peps, you're probably the only one who can really speak about like when a team goes such such a, such a bad form. Like this team has won, what was the first thing on there this morning? Four games out of 45 or something over the course of the last two and a half seasons or something yep. like that. Yeah, it hasn't been good. That's, that's and, and this year, I was just uh, texting a mate the other night about it. I probably had a pencil in for maybe five or six wins and he was thinking probably seven and eight wins yeah. this season. And... I think Carlton thought they were around that seven to eight wins a mark as well. And it's just spectacularly backfired. But you know, you know yeah. what, what stuns me about everything is there's another team who had just as many, uh, just as much, if not more trouble at their club three years ago, who started their rebuild after the, after the blues who haven't had as many draft picks and they are yeah. just dominating, and that's the Brisbane Lions. You know, you, you put you put you put those two teams up against each other. Brisbane Brisbane is sitting fourth at the moment, six wins, mm-hmm. three losses, eight hundred and twenty five yep. points for seven ninety seven against. Yeah, but yeah. Look at you look at Carlton. They've they've had six hundred and fifty points for and eight hundred and fifty one against. It's almost like a complete reverse of of Brisbane. They can't score, and they're getting scored against too easily. With Brisbane, though, their, yeah. their, their greatest strength is also their biggest weakness. So when they're going bad, like they were the last few years, no one goes to their games. Well, would you? They're out of the, but, hey? that's, but that's any club. That yeah, is I know that, any but, but club. I know that. But, but particularly when you're going to those Queensland towns um, or even GWS, I suppose, and, and once the, if they're not playing good, there's no fans, there's no money, no one goes to the gates. No. Um, but Brisbane's biggest strength is this year is when they are playing at home, they are going to be super tough to beat this year. So if they've got, say, at least 10 games at home this season, you could almost pencil them down for 10 wins this season. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Because they look good up there. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the top eight at the moment. And yep. I, don't, I really don't see much change. I reckon the final eight's almost set. You reckon that big well, clusterfuck of teams between four, four and yeah, six? Yeah, well, you can pretty much go down. Well, well, I'll put it this way. The, the Saints are a game out and the D's are two games yeah. out. So I don't think anyone else 
under that's going to get a chance, right? I think Norfolk Cooked, Carlton and Gold Coast, uh, they're going to get sunburnt by the end of the year. The Swans aren't going to make it, but they've had a bit of form over the last couple of weeks. St Kilda, mm-hmm. after their brilliant start, I think they're where they where they deserve to be. The Bulldogs yeah. have had a bit of a good run recently. They were a bit they were a bit stiff to to be beaten by Geelong in that last quarter, but that was a massive shootout, which was great to see. Hawthorne mm-hmm. are on the slide. Essendon are as unpredictable as the Melbourne weather. Fremantle have got they got all the cards in the deck. They just don't know how to play the right hand. Port Adelaide and Adelaide, you couldn't think of two more frustrating teams to watch at the moment. West Coast yep. are just flying along, you would say, underneath the radar, but they've won their last three. Richmond, mm-hmm. they've got all those injuries, but they've won their last two. They've got the Eston Bombers this week. They can do anything. Brisbane have got Fremantle this week. That, should, that yep. technically could be another win. And if they win that, that's going to cement them uh, two games within Yeah, in, in front of Fremantle. GWS, they play the D's this week at the MCG. So if they win that, that's going to put them up to equal second and they'll probably take over via percentage. Collingwood Mm. are up there in Geelong. I really don't see much change happening in that top eight. I'd almost almost go to Sportsbet and say, what would you give me for uh, the top eight not to change for the rest of the year? I reckon you get good odds. Yeah, probably. You probably would get very, very good odds. Yep. All right, so let's 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 play the hypothetical game then. Yep. You are you are you are Mark Lejudice. You are you are Chris. You are you are the Mark Lejudice of the club. Chris Lejudice. Chris Lejudice. Chris Lejudice. Peps. Yep. <laughs> yep. What What would you do? What would you do with 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 Bolton at the moment? Okay, so here's a couple of things. What What do you do? So. You just let him know that you're going to coach out to the end of the year. These are the options that he's got. He's safe. Take the pressure off him. Yeah. Don't know. Just categorically come out and say, he's going to the end of the year. We're not going to sack him, et cetera. Yeah. Second option is, is that you go, you know what? We'll see what happens over the next four weeks. You've got four uh, very good games coming up. Um, three of the four teams in the bottom half of the eight. A bottom half of the bottom eight. You've got. I think they've got. I think they've got North, North Gold Coast, St Kilda, Western Bulldogs. I think that's the sort of run that they have. It's it's quite it's quite low. Yeah. Um, so if they can pinch a few games there, it'll give you some breathing space. But if you don't, you're finished. Yeah. Or yeah. they see what happens this week against St Kilda, and if they put in another shocking performance, it might be just, you know what, guys, we're just gonna we're just gonna let you go, and throw somebody in. I think a statement needs to be made. I'm amazed the president hasn't come out. Uh, as soon as he says he's got the full support of the board, he might as well just hand in his resignation. Yeah, it's always dodgy. Um, but that's always dodgy. That, and, and, and what annoys me... In that, yep. In saying that, though, look at, look at, look at Buckley and Collingwood as a, as a very similar situation, Peps. Well, you could say Buckley Collingwood. You could say Hardwick at the Tigers. You could say also... Alan Richardson. Uh, Alan Richardson as well, too, but... Obviously, not to the degree they did have a spike at the start of the year, and they sort of haven't done anything since. Uh, yeah. You could also go far as far back as uh, Mark Thompson with the Cats in uh, two thousand and four, two thousand and five. At one stage, a couple of years later, they were going to get rid of him. They hold him on, and they've won three flags and go down as one of the best teams ever to play AFL for that for that um, two thousand and seven, nine, and eleven uh, grand final wins. I just don't. Think, I, oh, I don't I, think I, they I, can but, afford to soak him. But he's on a year-to-year contract. But you can't, you can't afford to sack a coach halfway through the year. Well, why not? 
because it comes under your 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 TPE or your your total player expense, your total yeah, but, costs. Yeah, but they'll just get they'll just get somebody who like a, one of the assistant coaches to fill in for the rest of the year. They've got to make a decision yeah. once again. Do they, do they sacrifice one for many? Like if you've got if you've got big power brokers saying, listen, if you don't get rid of this bloke, I'm pulling my sponsorship or I'm pulling my money. Yeah. Like, and we're not talking, you know, a couple of grand. We're talking some big change here, like Vizzy and these mm. type of guys. You know, if if Jeannie Pratt's going, like, you know what, I love Bolt, but we've got to change something, otherwise I'm leaving. I tell yeah. you what, uh, the Duchesne. Kane Little, they're going to make that decision straight away. Bang, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be Britton Bolt at the moment. I think he's just one of those guys that he's got his his heart is in the right place. I just don't think that. I just don't think that Carlton is the right place for it at the moment. It's making it really tough for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. could you see a return to Ratton? Uh, look, he, he did his, like, who, uh, who, he's who done be, his time. Who'd be, be the person to go into Carlton? Do you think? Well, let's see. That's the thing. Do they go in with another brand new coach again, or do they go in with somebody who's got runs on the board? If you were if you were Ratton, why would you go back? They got rid of him for no reason, just to bring Mick Moldhouse in. Yeah, and that failed tremendously. Yeah, I I don't think Ratton's <sighs> the option because Ratton's no. going into um, into a board and people who were there when he was there and made those decisions. So you'd have no trust in that situation. No, nah, I I really don't know who they who they would who they would bring in for it to be. Would honest. you look at Blakey from Sydney? Would you go? Would you look up there? I don't know. Maybe would John would, would, would John Longmire would he come down and, and do something different? Well, you know, you, you throw away some you throw around some big names here. I'm I'm just trying to throw oh, out no. some some suggestions because John Longmire is in a very similar situation to what Carlton are probably in and probably. Like I think it's going to get worse for Sydney before it gets better for Sydney. Yeah, they've, they've got they've got that have... they've got that aging list. But the thing that they have on their side is that they've got the Sydney Academy, so they've just got this um, cluster of just academy guns sitting there that they just they can bring in. But Buddy's yeah. on his last leg. You know, if you go through, Buddy's on his last legs. Josh Kennedy will be out soon. Um, you're also going to have um, McVeigh will be finished up. Kieran Jack will be finished up. So that's a lot of money in the salary cap. Yeah. And make make my mark. There'll be players that'll go up to Sydney because it's out of the limelight. Now that's do, why. Do Lockett, you think? Do you think that? Yeah, of course. What well, Lockett went up there, got completely out of the bubble. That's AFL centric Melbourne, and dominated up there. Buddy's buddy's buddy, but if he'd be under the microscope if he was in Melbourne, up here in Sydney, he can get on the disco biscuits or the nose beers or whatever, and. <laughs> No one will know two difference who he is. It's only because he's got a hot missus that they probably know notice who he is. The only reason um, you go up to Sydney is if you're on massive coin, which is what which is what Buddy yeah, did. Yeah. Um. The Gary the, the Gary Ablett bloody hell Tony Lockett situation was completely different because no one down here was willing to take that punt on someone like that, um, or could afford the negative things that came with him at the time. Um. But what I. Players come back to Melbourne because they want the bubble. I don't see many players. Okay. If you were 20 years old and you were a hot property up in Brisbane or in GWS or whoever you are, yep. you, want, you want to be in Melbourne, don't you? You want your name to be in lights. Is that a fair, is that a fair statement? Oh, look, you, you want to play in front of the big crowds. Yeah. yeah that, that's what you're for. But unless you're going to be playing for, let's just say the big four, unless you're going to be playing for Hawthorne, Collingwood, 
Essendon, Richmond, because I wouldn't yeah. put Carlton there anymore. There's, I wouldn't say that there's no point, but you're not going to be playing in those super big crowds. So yeah. you sit back and go, look, I can play in Sydney on a small size ground, have 35,000 yeah. there, which makes a, a, a big noise, provoke yeah. your... I don't get put under the the bubble that is or the fishbowl that is in Melbourne. Yeah. And I can just do what I, I can just play the game I, I want to play. Yeah. That's why people go up there. Yeah. I, I, people, I, I think they're, I think they're more senior players going up. They're not, they wouldn't, not the young guys. Yeah. I think if you, the thing is, is that they have to throw enough coin at them to get oh, them yeah. up there. And I know Eddie Maguire went on about the cola for so many years and how that, affected the game and i do think that yeah. they need to have it i do think that they need to have some support because you know the cost of living up in sydney is ridiculous yeah you know yeah. a, a two hundred thousand dollar contract up in sydney is going to get yeah. you far less than adelaide yes correct mm-hmm. especially for the well, young kids as well well just just to go on to that what you're saying before about sydney jared mcveigh is 34 years old yep heath, Gr- heath grundy lance franklin yeah. they're all 32 Tippett's gone. Kieran Jack, he's 31. He's turning 32 this year uh, in June. Nick Smith and Josh Kennedy are all turning uh, 31 this year. Yeah, it's not pretty, is it? No. Well, that's... No. that's, that's you, you take those players out and you look at the list and you're like, Jesus. Yeah, and a lot of clubs... Lot left yeah, it's, if you look at the average age of some of the clubs as well too, some of them are, are in a really good spot and some of them are absolutely cooked. Sydney, they've, yeah. they've got to turn some stuff over, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I do agree, though. You've got, you're going to get some free um, space in the cap yep. with Sydney. That, 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 that's, that's the one silver line that they could maybe poach a uh, player. Or maybe, maybe maybe they could do the old switcher with, with some picks. Yeah. Get into the younger end. I don't know. They're going to, they're going to have to do something. They really have to do something as well, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, four, four, four of those players are, are, are key defenders. So, yeah. And with the, and the way that the game is these days being very, very defensive. Oh, geez. Yeah. You, you do need to have that. Hey, um, it was a pretty predictable round though for, for footy tipping though. Like I know, yeah. I know there was a lot of nines uh, going through and it was a pretty, it was a pretty predictable round. Like West Coast did beat the D's. A lot of people would have picked that. Collingwood yeah. beaten St Kilda. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Brisbane got over by only a point against Adelaide, a lot of people knowing the way Brisbane played at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, Geelong at the Fortress beat the Doggies. Essendon be- beating Fremantle. Once again, team travelling four and a bit hours to get over to here. Don's at their home ground. Um, I think this would have been the, the, the North Melbourne game being at home and Sydney beating them by five points. I reckon that was, if that was the, that almost would have been you would say it was an upset, but North haven't been playing that great in either city. So that would have been a 50-50 in my eyes. Um, that was the one I got wrong. That was the, the one, one you got wrong? wrong. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, North Melbourne. The, 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 the water world uh, or the, the, the water park that was um, the Adelaide Oval for your game, Port LA versus the Suns, pretty predictable. Richmond coming out and beating the Hawks and GWS beating Carlton. So, it was a pretty predictable round when it came to, to tipping and it, it really wasn't an exciting round, but this week's go, I reckon this week's going to have a bit of, a bit of spunk about it though. You got some, you got some corker games at the top. You got some corker games down the bottom as well too. Friday night, Swans versus Collingwood. We, you just never know what's mm-hmm. going to happen up there. Um, yep. Hawthorne and your mob on Saturday afternoon. 
down yep. at Tasmania. Doggies yep. versus North at Marvel. You'd think the doggies would get over that. Adelaide versus the Eagles in Adelaide is going to be very juicy. Metricon Stadium, Suns versus the Cats. And we know that the Suns play better football up in their home ground at, uh, up there at Carrara. Richmond at the MCG versus Essendon. So you think the way that Essendon's been playing at the moment, Richmond should take that. By the way, gee, Devin Smith's out for the rest of the year. No. Yeah, he's got to have surgery wow. on his knee. So he's a posterior cruciate ligament gone and will be out for the rest of the year. The D's yeah. versus the Giants at the G on Sunday. I will be there. And I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, it's not a happy hunting ground for the Giants and Melbourne have a pretty good record against them there. I reckon mm. the game of the rounds, funny enough, will be St Kilda versus Carlton for the specific reason what we've been talking about probably for the last 15 minutes is if Carlton lose this and depending on how much they lose by, mm. what's going to happen to Bolton? And the flip yeah. side, if they win this, does it take yeah. the pressure off him and start putting it back onto Richo? And last but not mm. least, the um, 320 um, Graveshift game, the Dockers at home against the Lions, that's going to be a bit of a belter of a game as well too. Dockers play better at home, we know that, but the Lions aren't afraid to travel. See, that is the best Sunday game you can have. I've said it, I'll bloody say it so many times. Put the West Australian teams on a Sunday afternoon. It does because they're two hours behind. So it's, it only, it's only 120. It works. It's like those packet mix cereally cakes. You just put the egg, the water, the oil, you mix it up. It just works. Yeah. You know, stuff this 3.20 in the afternoon for Melbourne Games, the MCG. No one wants to go to that. I have kids to do homework. And it's just too cold. <laughs> and, 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 and it's too cold. It's Melbourne. It's too cold. Um, um, so well, I, go for I, it. I agree. I agree. I agree. The, the Carlton match is going to be extremely fascinating considering that they had a, I don't know if you know this, they had a no coaches session, brutal player on player feedback, 360 degree feedback session. No coach, no coaches were involved in that meeting led by senior players. Who would be the senior players at Carlton? Uh, well, the coach, well, it was Patrick Cripps called it. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the senior players who led it. Uh, and it would be, well, it would be Daisy Thomas. It'd be probably Ed Turner would have called something like that. Yep. But all the players, not one coach was involved in one-on-one feedback. Wow. Sorry, feedback. Well, they couldn't really give much feedback to the coaches. Imagine if they got stuck into it, the players would be getting stuck into the coaches. Coaches would be getting stuck into the players. would be an all-in and probably the most passionate they've shown all year. Hey, a bit of forming, storming, norming, peps. I do like a bit of forming, storming, norming. Yes. Little little bit of uh, snaps and claps doesn't go astray. Hey, um, what well, about mum? Well, oh, oh, you got to love mummy, don't you? <laughs> Good old, old saucy Jeter. Now, based, on your, based on your form, based yeah. on your form, you're probably going to ask Mumford to get 12 weeks, aren't you? No, nah, he didn't you do want someone, You want someone, nah. want someone banned for seven, seven weeks for calling umpire a cheat. Now you're going to get mummy to, for 12. Well, did he do anything technically? Did he do anything wrong? Of course he did. What did he do? Dropped his knee into him. Did he drop his knees done. into him or did he slide into him? Oh, you're splitting hairs. Come on. Hey, I'm splitting you know hairs. I know, you know what I, I know, 
but I'm just still splitting hairs, I must say. But you know what? I wish he got only a week. Why? Well, because we play him this week and then we would have taken the piss. No one would have been able to stop Gorney. Um, but you know what? He's a big he's a big lump of a lad. You know what you're going to get. I think he's, he's just a guy that you want to play because, you know, he ain't the fastest. He ain't the most skilled, but he'll have a crack and he'll take anyone out that he possibly can. The best one ever to Hamami. Did you remember the, um, the tackle on Mitch Duncan? Where he, he sort of, he, he, it was where he slammed. It was almost like the, the good old Stone Cold Steve Austin, Luthers press off the. Oh, that was gold! And then they wanted to run him out. He just, he just stood there. He just stopped him. He, he was just like stopped the, him. He was like the mountain. He <laughs> was like the mountain. It was the mountain. You weren't going to get through, mummy. So it was yeah. So uh, you know, the, and the, the, once again, this is where it oh annoys the shit out of me, because Murphy's gone to Murphy's gone to hospital, cracked ribs. Yeah, but that's okay. That's part of the game. But your copper knock to the noggin, you're going to get weeks. It just you know, does do, not make sense. Do you know what, though? I, I was listening to uh, KB and the Doc on the, on the drive home tonight. Yep. And I thought about it. And I thought, yeah, he's probably got a point. He's saying, you know, Alan Chris, uh, Alan, what's his name? Michael Christian. Michael Christensen would just, yep. would just sit there and he would review incidents. He'd have... Almost just like a little, like a like a little, like a little marking sheet, like a little rubric. Yep. And what he would do is he'd go contact, intentional, high, and he would just tick these boxes. And at the end, there'd be a nice little number that he would get based on these particular uh, circumstances. So I think maybe that's that that that's how he's come to this number here is, you know, d- 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 you know, tick A, B, C, D. That yep. equals roughly. Whatever, two weeks, one week, three weeks, four weeks, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. That's okay. And that, and that, and that's how I think. That's how I think he's been doing it. He does. It's all paint by numbers, and that's the thing. Which it's I, it's which is it's good, but once again, it, there's no. It's all about the interpretation of what's happened, and it's always the insert. Like you can't tell me. I think he's trying to take that out by going. This is this is my this is my marking rubric. This is what I'm assessing to. But it's bullshit. <laughs> I, I go, but it's bullshit to the degree. I've had a look what Ablett did last week. Two weeks in a row, he put his his arm or elbow through a bloke. Now, you can't tell me that that if you took out the injury aspect, that was deliberate action twice. Yeah, but because there was no injury, so the actual the intention has gone out the window. It's all about the result, and it's a crock well, of shit. It would just it would just literally be a little column in his tick sheet because if we if we go and and I know that you and I argue about this all the time, but if we go back to the old way, we had people making decisions on that were that, that were much worse. People were getting weeks, people were um, you know, one week getting this for for two weeks, the exact same incident a week later would be four weeks and then there'd be no nothing the week following because people were making these decisions based on how they felt that should have been marked. Yeah. How are we going? I, I don't think we'll ever come to a situation where we'll be happy with the outcome, depending on, depending on what, what program, what algorithm, what, what, what they do, yeah. because we're arguing now about this bullshit system, but we argued even more before this one person making a decision. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just more frustration. Like if you, if you, there's been no consistency whatsoever with, with the, with the, with the, the match review, the Ablett one in particular, I agree because that was one week. It was it was a week, 
the next week, the same incident, and it was a nothing. But it's it's once again, it's if you've won a Brownlow, you get you get let off. Good old yep. Sam Durden had a week off for, yes. for 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 doing exactly what he should do. It's well, bullshit. my friend, my friend, my friend sent a text the other day to me. Um, but I'm, I'm going to apply this. I'm going to apply this. His his words into a different situation. Yep. If his name, what's 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 Mumford's first name? I don't even know. Mumford. Mummy. Mister. <laughs> Mister Mumford. I have drawn a blank. I've anyway, gone. Oh, I've gone. I've had a brain fart. I can't remember. Okay, if his if his last name was Ablett, would he have got weeks for Murphy? Uh, no, no. Ablett would he got weeks? No, but if it was, let's just say, I'll pick a name off the top of my head, Sam Frost, or I'll go to any other team. If his name was, I don't know, um, let's just say Marty Gleason from Essendon, or if so we Marty pick, Ablett, Marty Ablett, Marty Ablett. <laughs> if we go to Marty Ablett, yeah, we go to Marty Ablett. He would have got weeks. He would have, yeah, it's just <laughs> grinds my gears, mate. Grinds my gears. Um fucking SH1 TSs. Hey, um, all right, it's fry pan time. And, I, and I've been I've been I've been stewing on this one for a couple of days. Um okay. so I'm just gonna turn the jets on. There we go. Ooh, can you hear that sizzling? This was going all the way back to Friday night at the the Melbourne West Coast game. Uh, and it's been in the news the last number of days. It's um, I don't know if you know, but uh, there was an incident in the, the last quarter of the game where um, uh, Fly and Ryan, as they know, Liam Ryan took a mark on Max Gorn. Uh, it was quite a good mark. Um, let's just say good old Bailey's Gorn. Uh, he went down. He, he got hit pretty hard. Um, he's gone down. And then you've got people like Willie Rioli, who, let's just say, um, looks like he has been on a turtle meet for quite a number of weeks. And the other guy being Nathan Vardy, uh, pushing Gorney down uh, as he's laying there, probably in a bit of pain from the crunch that... Can I just say, there is no bigger piss-weak effort uh, or piss-weak behaviour than what uh, Nathan Vardy did. Nathan Vardy was playing. Let's just let's just put things in perspective. Nathan Vardy's apparent position on the ground is a ruckman. Let's just go through some of his stats against Max Gorn on the weekend. Max Gorn, fifteen disposals. How many did you have, Mister Vardy? Oh, you dominated with five. How did you go taking marks, Mister Vardy? Oh, you took for a guy that's mm, at least six foot six, six foot seven, a grand total of one one <laughs> mind you Gordy took two hey let's have a look at your hit out count mm, nathan vardy you're a ruckman and you had seven hit outs max gorn had 50 freaking six he's had nine over nine times what you've had yet almost nine you have eight sevens. You've had eight times the number of hitouts that you've had, Nathan Vardy. You saw Max Gorn. You just, you were just, you were given a lesson on the art of ruck work, dickwad. And then you go to do that. He ranked up 
125 fantasy points, good old Maxi Gorn. How'd you go, Mr. Vardy? 28. You've almost been done 100, yet you have the nerve to go up to a player, two-time All-Australian, and push his back as if to say, suck balls. You're a disgrace. And for freaking Turtle Meat Rioli to do the same, he can go and get stuffed as well because, oh, you had a blinder with a whopping nine possessions as well, Willie. All right. So, and then for, for the coach, Adam Simpson, to come out and almost justify, well, it must have been something Gorney said. No, the only reason why he did it, that was the closest he got to Gorney all night. <laughs> it's shit. And I'll tell you what, I would, I, I would have loved to have seen him do that in the 80s, the greatest era of football, because you know what? That would have been self-managed. And I can guarantee Vardy would have been looking up at the beautiful new lights of Optus Stadium as the four trainers were carting him off on a stretcher. Because let's just say, my friend, you don't need a calendar to realise you were put in the next week after going turn around and punched you square between the eyes because you're a dickwad. <laughs> So you've been fried this week, Nathan Vardy, with your shit behaviour. And I'll tell you what, Melbourne play West Coast again, and I hope they just go knees in, crunch, and punch the living shit out of that flat-top buff head who only had uh, had a whopping five touches for a Rackman. Piss week. You've been fried, Vardy. Do you think that Max Gorn went home and asked Google for his highlights that night? Nah, <laughs> he didn't need to. He, he'll be able to just open up the footy record the next week and see the, the, the giant poster of him. <laughs> literally, literally the bottom, the, 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 uh, he hit the grass and also got the highest mark taken over. I love it. That's just, uh, but you know what? He's got, if you have a look at that, Gorney's tried to do the right thing by backing back into the pack to try and stop it. And he's just got the perfect sit. Yeah. Mate, Nathan Vardy can't even back up his car, let alone into a pack. Couldn't back up a kid's tricycle. Oh, what a f- it's just shit behaviour. Like, I couldn't even stand that stuff. It's like when you go to the footy and the supporters start bagging the other the opposition team when they're ten goals up. Yeah, I'm just I just look at them and go, mate. Do you realise what just happened? There's just too many nuffies at the footy, mate. Too many nuffies. I've, I've, sat, I've sat with the Melbourne crew. You, you guys are the biggest nuffies there. Oh, do you remember our game we went to at the start of the year and there was the guy in the aisle on the other side just getting stuck into the Melbourne players and we're just looking at him going, dude, are you yep. watching the same game, mate? Seriously, your, your, your attitude's like your jumper being stuck in mouthballs from the 1980s. He was poo too. <laughs> so, oh, it's hey, um, hey, how's the footy tips going? I'm winning, of course. Oh, is that right? Do you have a... Right. a, 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 a um, an update on the uh, the footy tips ladder on the lace out footy tips. The number one, uh, the number Ready one. For Jimmy? Yes. Yeah. Do you have you got an update on the scores there? I do. I can give you an update on the scores. Yeah. What's the so scores? Just log in. Just log in. So I just find wines logging in. Yep. Uh, let's have a look. Ah. Uh, well, that's okay because I've actually got it in front of me, my friend. I'm all go. All over it. Fine. You are. All right. So, all right, you're 49. winning on 49. I've dropped a yeah. second on massive 48. Justin, is that, that's um, uh, the Philae uh, Mong. Is that Philae Mong Justin? No, 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 Dylan? no, that's not Justin. Justin, I don't know 47. Who Justin is. Doesn't matter. Hey, he's having a go, and that's the main thing. Hey, and hey, Morton Meets the Eye has come out with a cracking eight. There's only two tips separating the four of us. I know. Whew. 
That's epic. It's, epic. It's, it's, it's tighter than it's tighter than the top top four in the AFL. It's uh, it's it's tighter than um, uh, it's tighter than your purse strings. I must admit. It's tighter than that guy who got stuck in a rock and had to cut his arm off. Yeah, 128 hours. Good film. Good film. Um, yeah, so there weren't any listener questions that came through this week, uh, which is kind of disappointing. So, listeners, if you're out no, there... No, I got one. I got oh, one. Oh, yeah, you one. did get one. You did get one. What was it? It's actually... It's actually I've got a couple here that right. I always keep up spare. Okay, go for it. Um, Christopher. Yes. Uh... Can you remind us what part of Melbourne you live in again? Don't, don't, don't give us a suburb. Just give us a location. Oh, the, the, uh, the sort of west of Melbourne, I'd say. The west of Melbourne? Yeah. Like a northwest? Nah, just a west. Used to be northwest, but it's, yeah, it's, well, it's wet. it is north, but it, it's, it's sort of maybe north, north, northwest, I'd say. Because you, you, you live in a toffee part of town. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. You can Where do you you live in the uh, the Elwood of the North, don't you? I'm in the North. Yeah, the Elwood of the North. Anyway, what's what's that got to do with the price of fish in China? All right. When you go down for your local Parmigiana night at the pub, yep, pot and pot and Parmigiana. Yep. Here is the question: Do you call it a palmy, or is it a parma? You're going for a parma. It's a chicken parma. No. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. a parma. It's a parmi. No, it's a parma. I'm going to have a parmi. I'm going for a parma. Chicken parmi. Chicken parmi. Pa it's a parma. I think we might Parmi in a pot. You go for a parma in a pot. No, parmi in a pot. Well, that's what you do, hoity toity, up there in the north. It's not parma. It's a parma. It's a chicken parmigiana. That's it's how we say it. That's how we say it. Anyway, that's what we say. You say potato scallops, we say potato cakes. All right? So it's, it's the same thing. It's a pump. Does it really matter? There's nothing better than a deep-fried chicken schnitzel sauce, cheese, mm, chips. Mm. Chris, it does matter. This is, this, 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 this is fundamental to okay. our podcast. What's this got to do with football, my friend? I'm just asking the question, Chris. Why are you getting so upset at me? It's for? just a palmer. It's just a chicken palmer. All right. I don't think our listeners will agree with you at uh, we'll, all. We'll find out. Tell us in the Facebook page. Is it a Palmer or a Palmy? You tell yeah, us. Because you're not right. Because Jamie's wrong. <laughs> all right. um, another question I have. Yep. Vegemite. Fridge yes. or cupboard? Cupboard. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's cupboard. Like nuclear. Someone, someone in my house put it in, in the fridge. Yeah, the sack, yeah sack them. Bloody hucks. Um, Oof. That's totally understandable. We said the same with tomato sauce. Tomato sauce is the fridge. It's got to go in the Glen Ridge. Um, yeah, no, that's that's um. That, that, that's all the that, that was all. That's I had all. That's question. all we had. Great, great questioners. Great questions. Great food questions. Once again, they've come back. Oh, they've come back strong. Um, People love food questions. Yeah, they do love food questions. But you know what they also do? They also love. Uh, they love listening to this great podcast. So, just a couple of things before we wrap up. Um, For sure. Port Adelaide this week. Uh, yes. how, how are they going to go? Well, we've got we've got the the, the battle of the bastards. The battle of the bastards. Yeah. Oh, it's the Wingard Cup. Wingard Cup. Playing for the Wingard Cup. We uh, so yeah. We're playing for the uh, Tom Scully Shield. Well, it was a Tom, Tom Scully. Scully. <laughs> it was a Tom Scully Shield, but then uh, Tom traded in at cash converters. Uh, <laughs> so his dad could earn another two hundred grand. 
doing dodgies for the club again. Do you remember that? Oh. Uh, what is his dad up to these days? Uh, he, who, he was got he got brought into all that uh, rubbish, didn't he? Who, who gives a shit? Um, I love it. So it's got to be. You're still, to, you're still dirty. Yeah, I'm still dirty. Well, you know what? He was offered a million dollars over X amount of dollars. He looked him. He looked him in the eye and he said, "You'll never leave." He looked him in the eye, Jamie. I, I, anyway, move on. Um, hey, listen. That was. So, <laughs> <laughs> I still find it funny though that when the first time they played the D's, uh, a lot of Melbourne supporters were going to the games with like fake money bags and um, money pinned to their coats, and the AFL kicked the supporters out because they didn't want them causing a scene. Oh, is that really what happened? Um, so that's what happened. Go and have a look. Look up the, the highlights on YouTube. It was one of the funniest things you'll ever see. Wow. You know, scum, scully, you scumbag. And, Go to D's. We can get fired up with the best of them if we need to. Hey, um, more importantly, get on the Facebook, get on the Twitter. Um, hey, tell everybody about our podcast too. It's uh, like I said, we, we enjoy doing this every single week, having a bit of fun, a bit of banter, uh, talking about the great game. Uh, yeah, just you know, share us, give us a like, give us some feedback. We want to hear it. More importantly, I'm Chris Pepper. The great man, Jamie Wallace, will be back next week. Uh, but J-Dog, it's the end of the week, so you know what that means. I have to ask you the great question. Tell me. How do you like it? And when I say like it, how do you like it? Like I like it. How do you like your footy? How do you love it? I like it. Lease out. Mm, me too, Tiger. Go, D's. Have a great week, listeners. Bye-bye.